is One Red Shoe, a podcast about obsessions. I'm Troy Foster, and this is my show. And this week, I'm talking about one of my obsessions, the rock and roll band Kiss, and, more specifically, their original lead guitarist, Ace Fraley. On this episode, you'll hear about the Ace Fraley VIP experience and the origin story of the One Red Shoe. I also talk about meeting some fellow KISS fans, the Gene Simmons vault, and how I finally remembered that I'm actually a pretty big Gene fan too. So strap in for a couple of stories about one of my biggest obsessions. So the story starts with me missing out on getting tickets to Alice Cooper of all things. Ever since I had my first VIP experience with Devon Townsend, I was kind of keen to meet someone like Ace Fraley as well who's always been a hero of mine and so when I saw that he was opening for Alice I was like really excited because I'd seen Alice opening for Motley Crue on their final tour and so I really wanted to see Alice's full stage production uh, and then meeting Ace would have been the cherry on top but unusually for Adelaide the tickets sold out really fast and by the time I got to look, the only ticket that I could see was about $1,400, uh, which was interesting because it would have been uh, included the Alice Cooper VIP package, which is pretty impressive. But to get that on top of the VIP for Ace, and it just kind of pushed it out of my price range, unfortunately. So I had to sit that one out. Um, and then the announcement came that Gene Simmons was touring. And I wasn't all that excited, to be honest. I really was just thinking of Gene in terms of his solo album. For some reason, I completely edited all of the music that he'd written for Kiss out of my head and just focused on, you know, if he does a solo show, it's probably going to be When You Wish Upon a Star and uh, Mr. Make Believe and songs like that. So I didn't let myself get too excited until they announced that Ace Fraley was joining the bill. And then it was on. So... I had First of all, I had to get myself a Gene Simmons ticket, and then I had to think about what I was going to do for the VIP for Ace, because it turns out there were two levels to the VIP. So at the first level, you, get, you pay $600, and you get to meet Ace, you get a photograph with Ace, and you get one item signed, which is pretty exciting, right? But for $900, you can get all of the same things as the as the first level, but you get one guitar item signed. So for the additional $300, um, you can get your guitar signed or a pick guard or something like that. And they're very specific and somewhat stern about, you know, is only um, no guitar items at the $600 level. Um, so I had to think about that, but ultimately that decision was made for me by my guitar collection because I don't actually have anything that's really appropriate for Ace Fraley. Like I don't have a Les Paul or a Les Paul copy or anything like that. Um, and I don't remember ever having seen Ace play a Fender Stratocaster. I mean, I know he must have at some point. He's a massive Jimi Hendrix fan, but um, I've never seen one in his hands. So, and, and also, you know, I'd have to retire the guitar so that the autograph didn't get rubbed off or something like that so it'd be a whole big headache so that was a pretty easy decision to make save 300 bucks and then just get him to sign something else but what would I get him to sign so when Ace joined Kiss 
is this legendary story of that when he auditioned the first time, he'd been out partying and whatever the night before and woke up a bit late and in his rush to get ready for the audition, he's just grabbed the first pair of shoes that he could find and stuck them on his feet and then jumped into mum's station wagon and he's rolling along to the audition. He's looked down and realised that he's got one orange shoe and one red shoe. And, you know, in Ace's recollection, he's like, yeah, it's, that's pretty cool. I'm sure I'll be fine with that. Um, and I tend to agree. I think it looks cool, obviously. Um, but it turns out that Gene and Paul perhaps weren't so impressed and they thought that he probably wasn't taking the process seriously. On top of which, he started tuning up while the guy before him was auditioning to make matters worse. So they had to, you know, tell him to be quiet. And um, so I'm sure that didn't go down well either. And so they think they've thought, oh, he's a bit flaky and everything. And I actually heard the story the other way around. So when I originally heard the story, it was that he got into Kiss because of he was wearing one red shoe. And I've actually told the story that way myself a few times. So I was a little bit surprised when I finally heard the full story and that it was they weren't that impressed. Um, but I think that's actually a pretty cool story too because it, it shows that his capability on guitar was able to overcome that sort of concern of um, Paul and Gene that you know the guy's a little bit flaky he may be even a little bit unprofessional but his guitar playing is just so incredible that they just had to go with him and I think you know that's credit to Paul and Gene because Ace's guitar playing is iconic in the early Kiss sound so that's the origin story and that's actually why I wear one red shoe and why the podcast is named after that but um, it also helped solve my problem. I decided I'm going to get Ace to sign one of my shoes, obviously the red one. <laughs> um, so that's that problem solved. And then, um, yeah, and then the next thing was waiting. So I've bought the ticket, all ready to go. And I don't know if this bothers anybody else, but it really kind of bothers me in that these days when you buy a concert ticket, you've got about a three to six month wait before the show actually rolls around. So that was the first obstacle, was waiting for the show to actually happen. Then the next thing was on the day of the show, I started to get really anxious. I was like, um, I'm, about to, I'm about to meet one of my heroes. What happens if um, he's a tool or I'm a tool? What happens if I do something stupid and embarrass myself in front of him? Uh, so there was that going on in my head and also um, I started to second guess the whole getting him to sign the shoe and then I started to think well maybe I better take both shoes because what happens if he's really generous with his time and he decides to sign both of them and then I panicked even further and thought what happens if he thinks it's a stupid idea and he refuses to sign either of them um, so maybe I should take something else and so I belatedly decided to grab my book um, and on the day, I actually even almost forgot to take the book. So I got in the car and started to drive off and then remembered, ah, no, I need the book because I've, you know, I've got this bag with shoes in it. And um, so I've run upstairs and grabbed my book. So it's a bit of a comical vision if I, if, if I think about it. It's like, you know, I'm running around, I've got a bag with a pair of shoes and a book and I'm going to a concert, which is a little bit unusual. So anyway, I get to the VIP and... Uh, go to the VIP desk at the concert and check in um, and they hand me the little bag with the other items um, which 
<laughs> I was a little bit disappointed at first because um, I didn't realize that they were going to give us more stuff. So I looked in the bag and there's like a sticker and some guitar picks, which were cool, um, and the laminate to get us in. But I was like, uh, I thought there were going to be other signed items and posters and stuff. And then completely forgot all about that. So I went over and went over to the door where we were going to, where we had to line up to wait to get into the VIP. And so there was about 30 or 40 people milling around there, which was a little bit surprising. I was like, wow, uh, there's a lot of people have got on board with this VIP thing. Um, you know, because KISS fans in Adelaide, there's a fairly big contingent. Um, so it's a little bit of uh, civic pride. It's like, wow, I'm impressed that this many people are into KISS. Um, but also a little bit of surprise and, and also a little bit of disappointment because it's like, well, this isn't going to be a particularly intimate opportunity. So we're going to probably file through one at a time and have, you know, very brief moment and opportunity. Um, but that's okay. I was ready to roll with it. Um, and then I saw these guys that had uh, leg tattoos and just couldn't stop looking at them. They were just amazing looking tattoos. So I decided to go over and introduce myself. And so I met Jordan and his dad. And so Jordan had the Ace Fraley tattoo. Uh, and they graciously agreed to photographs. Uh, so they let me take a photograph of their legs. And, you know, just told me a bit about what they were doing there. Um, and it turned out Jordan also had a Peace Sells But Who's Buying tattoo, which looked amazing on his arm. And he had the Hellion from Screaming for Vengeance on his shoulder. So fairly committed heavy metal fan, um, fellow traveler. So it was nice to meet Jordan. And But those guys told me that they were actually there for the vault, which um, absolutely go to the show notes page and click on the link and check out Gene's vault. Um, it's amazing. It's this 150 song, 10 CD collection that Gene's put together of demos and outtakes and bits and pieces from throughout his career. And it also includes, um, and so you also get like, you get this big vault thing that it all comes in. Um, you get a Gene Simmons doll, um, a Gene Simmons medallion, and a lot of other Gene Simmons stuff, obviously. But um, it's also interesting to Van Halen fans because it has three songs on there, which are demos of Kiss songs that Alex and Eddie Van Halen played on. So in typical Gene fashion, he's not only got the whole Kiss world excited about this vault, he's also managed to grab the attention of Van Halen fans around the world with this really rare and unique opportunity to hear some unreleased Van Halen stuff. So yeah, so Jordan and his dad were there as part of the vault experience because the other part of that is that you actually Gene actually gives it to you in person. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why he was touring around. So he's going around the world and hand-delivering these vaults to people, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. Um, it's $2,000 US, so that's a big chunk of change. But you know, it's a pretty cool experience for die-hard KISS fans. And you know, I didn't even contemplate it myself, particularly for the Van Halen songs, to be honest. Um, so then I realized that maybe some of these guys were just here for the vault, like, um, Jordan and his dad. And anyway, so while I was talking to those guys, um, I heard someone coming to the door and start yelling out, you know, Ace Fraley VIP, Ace Fraley VIP. And so I'm waiting for the whole crowd to start moving because I'm assuming that at least half of them must be there for Ace and no one moved. No one near where I was standing made a move at all. And then the call from the guy at the door started to get a little bit more urgent. So I sort of weaved through the crowd a bit and 
found that, you know, they've made a little channel down the side to let us all through. And it so it turned out there were only six or seven of us that were actually part of the VIP for ACE, which, you know, again, is this another flip into um, expectation and anxiety. So I went from being oh, a little bit disappointed about how many people there were to excited again because, oh, my God, it's just going to be us. So this is going to be quite intimate. And then getting all nervous and worried. And so I filed in there. And so we're in the bowels of the Adelaide Entertainment Centre without any other fans or any other um, audience in there. So that was pretty cool as well. So filing in and down past the stage, uh, empty stage, and into the um, dressing rooms and lined up outside of Ace's dressing room. And so understandably, for the signing, for the VIP signing, they decided to go with the guys that wanted to get their guitars signed first. And the first guy in, he had a, a distressed Budokan Les Paul, which is, sorry, distressed or road-worn or whatever they call them. It's the ones that look like they've been beaten up already. So, and he was super excited. Like we could hear him out from outside as he's meeting Ace and he's, you know, getting really excited and talking to him. And he was in there for, for a little while and he got Ace to sign his um, Les Paul. And you can see that in the photos um, that I'll post. And so he's gone through first and he's in there for a little while. So you know, I'm starting to get even more nervous thinking like, wow, I've actually got this really awesome opportunity to get a reasonable chunk of time with Ace Fraley. And then the next guy went in with his guitar and he was in there for a little while. And then the guy that was just in front of me, um, he went in there and he started coming back out with all of this stuff and lining it up against the wall. So um, he had records and posters and all sorts of different things and that's when I realized is like wow I'm I'm so glad that I brought my book because I you know it dawns on me I'm going to be able to get him to sign both shoes and my book which is just amazing so so this guy comes out and then it's my turn and I just get like super nervous and so I get taken in there and there he is it's Ace Fraley sitting on a couch um, all these texters laid out, ready to start signing. I, of course, being super organized, apart from almost forgetting my book, I did remember to bring markers and I'd already tested the marker on the shoe. So I had him set up straight away and asked as politely as possible, Mr. You know, Ace Fraley, do you mind signing my shoe? And he just took it in stride. I'm, you know, in hindsight, he's probably done it a bunch of times and, um, a few people said, oh, yeah, that's a really cool idea, you know, the whole one red shoe thing. So the story is pretty well known. But um, Ace sort of chuckled to himself and said, yeah, you know, it's a, it was a mistake, actually. <laughs> uh, so confirmed, he, it was not deliberate. And, and as you've read in all the books, he's accidentally worn mismatched shoes to his audition. And then, and then I took the opportunity, like, so he signed that and he signed the shoes and then he uh, signed the book. And then I just said to him, I said, you know, man, thanks for 30 years of inspiration because that's really what I wanted to say, you know. Um, I've been an Ace Fraley fan for so long. Uh, you might even call it an obsession. <laughs> and it was just amazing to be sitting next to the guy and shake his hand and get photo taken with him and get the signature Ace thumbs up in the photo. And then, and then it was over. Uh, and then, you know, I was back out in the, back outside the dressing room with the guy with all of these items, he's carefully stacking them up and had a bit of a chat to him. And he said that, um, 
I think he said that he'd already with the, so he had nine items with him, and with that that would give him fifteen things that he had signed so far, and that he planned to follow the tour around the country and get more and more stuff signed. So um, he's on first name basis with the guy that was um, minding the door by that point. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then so the next thing that happened, and and I wasn't even aware that this was going to happen so they say they started to take us back out and so you have that you know that little pang of ah it's all finished and and then they say okay so just walk back down where the way you came in and then to your left and then you'll be at the stage and I was thinking because I thought that they would take us back out of the venue and then have us come back in when the show was ready to start but it turned out that another part of the VIP package was to get to watch the sound check which was why they were actually ushering us out because Ace needed to come out and do the sound check. So that was also really cool. You know, I mean, I've seen bands do sound checks before because, you know, in pubs and clubs and whatnot. But getting to see Ace up there and, you know, so this is a pickup band for him essentially. So he's been added to Gene's tour. And so Gene's guys were going to be his band for the night. And so they had to run through the songs and they had to figure out, you know, which guy was going to sing Love Gun for, for Ace and things like that and, you know, do a run through of that and make sure they had all the tunings correct and everything. And so it also gave everyone a chance to get up close to the stage, um, get some nice photos and, yeah, and just see Ace being Ace as he's getting ready. So that was a really cool part of the experience as well. And then and then they had the Gene Simmons um band doing their sound check um so i thought oh wow we're going to get to see gene as well but no <laughs> it turns out that gene did not attend the sound check and that the band uh, ran that on their own but i got the impression that they've got a fairly good idea of what gene wants and what gene needs so we watched that as well and we got to see those guys run through their numbers getting ready for gene show which was also good because it gives you a bit of a feel for what the set list might be like and so I started to get a little bit more excited about Gene's part of the show, I have to admit. Um, starting to get a bit of a feel for like, oh yeah, yeah, there's a few songs. There's a few songs I'd be interested in. So then the next thing that happens is they lay everybody in. Uh, and so we're back to being part of the crowd. And I had this one moment where I'm standing near the front and the crowd sort of flooding in thinking, well, oh, I've got a pretty good spot here. And it's, and then it's uh, no, I'm, that's okay. I just drifted away from the stage and cause I knew I was going to want to sit down at some point. Um, I do these days when I see the big shows and I get the general admission tickets and I'm standing next to the sound desk and I've got a good spot and a good view and everything. I still have moments where I'm just like, you know what? I really want to sit down. So I'd anticipated that and I definitely had a, a seat allocated seat on my ticket. Yeah. And so then I went and watched the show and it was amazing. So, um, you know, Ace came out and We'd already seen, obviously, had a bit of an idea of what the set list was going to be. So there were no huge surprises there. New York Groove and those sorts of things. So that was a bit of fun. And then and then Gene came on. And i got to give Gene credit, man. He turned it around for me because I hadn't been all that excited about seeing Gene. You know, I've seen Paul live. I've seen Ace live a couple of times. But like I said before, 
I'm not, I just didn't tune into, you know, which Gene songs he might be playing. I was expecting, you know, Mr. Make Believe and whatnot. And even Gene made a joke about that during the set. And it was, you know, it was a little bit like um, the Catskills Mountain stand-up comedy, if you're familiar with that at all, which is where these guys got their starts was, you know, going out of New York on the weekends and playing up in the Catskills and seeing all that hammy comedy. And uh, Gene was doing a lot of that. So about three quarters of the way through the show, it really finally, he finally landed me as a Gene fan. Started the song, War Machine. And honestly, I had totally forgotten one of my all-time favorite Kiss songs. And just when the riff starts up, it's hit me like a bolt, like, oh, that's right, Gene does War Machine. And so they ran through that and, you know, halfway through that song and getting really into it. And then the penny drops that, they're going to play I Love It Loud as well, which is another one of my all-time favorite songs. And so and so Gene won me over. And so I had an absolute blast. Enjoyed the show, enjoyed the VIP experience, enjoyed the whole thing. It was absolutely worth it, and I highly recommend it to anyone. You know, there's an adage that goes, you should never meet your heroes in case you're disappointed and all that sort of thing. But my take on it, after having met a few of my heroes and had amazing experiences is that if you meet your heroes and you're disappointed, then I think you need a better hero. We're going to be taking a short break for the next couple of weeks while we record some more music and a whole bunch of new episodes. Don't worry, we'll be back. And in the meantime, keep checking out our website and social media for updates. And thanks for listening to One Red Shoe. One Red Shoe.